1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Stephen Gerrard's got midfield injury concerns But isn't expecting a busy January transfer window Celtic are condemning vile abuse Same that near beat on on social media And Graham Alexander is the new manager of Motherwell I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Jim Duffy and Hugh Keevans Well, nice to be back with you Gordon And what a few days we have to look forward to Graham Alexander's been used to hobnobbing With the likes of David Beckham and Gary Neville at Salford Now it's time to get the overalls on And get ready for grappling with Jim Goodwin and Paisley tomorrow What a game that could be And what a few days it's going to be Rangers at Aberdeen on Sunday Looking to go 22 points clear at the top of the league And then all of the pressure switches to Celtic against Hibs on Monday night They can't possibly lose that game Not with the fuss that's been made about that trip to Dubai Jim Jim Duffy, uh, no Dubai temperatures around here Your game in the Scottish Cup's already off Loads will follow Um, It's going to be a pretty difficult weekend for football you would imagine Yeah I mean I think that uh, we tend to find that's quite a common thing really with the weather Uh, Thankfully it's the weather and not Covid that's putting games off Um, So from that perspective uh, uh, point then You know you can get the games played uh, when the weather allows But uh, yeah training, preparation, all these things affect a lot, a lot of teams just now But the big teams won't be affected by it as uh, Hugh just said there, a big match at Paisley with St Myrna and Motherwell with a new manager coming there. And then the old firm uh, Sunday and Monday. Um, the fantastic game to look forward to, Aberdeen and Hibernian. Hibernian have been off the rails a little bit the last couple of weeks. But nevertheless, they'll be hoping to catch Celtic um, cold a little bit after coming back from their warm weather training in Dubai. Oh, and Hugh Keevans, we thought we had left these days behind. This is all very March, April. You are not with us in the studio tonight. You're back in the man cave. How is it? Ah, well, listen, you know, the big event for me in 2021, Gordon, is my 50th wedding anniversary. I've got uh, an old lady to take care of between now and then, so I'm trying to be a good citizen and uh, observe all the protocols in these difficult times for everyone. Quite right. An anniversary gift, uh, Hugh, uh, a Juventus strip. <laughs> listen, Jim, if you've got an old Dumbarton strip, that'll do. Well, you did call her the old lady, that's their nickname. Well, that's right. right. You're a clever man. <laughs> Quite right, Hugh. Glad you're looking after yourself. And is the man cave still in good working order? Is it is it just as you left it in March time? Do you know, even the mix to six sounded good sitting in here. <laughs> Things you Listen never to thought. Gary and to Stephen Mill. I'm enjoying myself here. Things you never thought Hugh Evans would say. The mix till six. There we go. There was no Tony Bennett on it, so we gutted. Right, 0141 951 1025. That is the number you need to get in touch. And if you'd rather tweet, you can do that as well at Clyde SSB. Uh, some big stories doing the rounds today. We do have a new manager in the Premiership. So, Motherwell fans, get your calls in. Graham Alexander, is he the man for you? Is he the man to turn the season around? What do you make of that appointment? Uh, Celtic fans heading back from Dubai now, of course. Big game Monday night transfer speculation still bubbling away. Every day we come on here. It seems that the Philip Benkovic rumour mill has picked up a little bit more pace. So you can give us your thoughts on that. Rangers fans, we're about to hear from Stephen Gerrard on Scott Arfield's injury and what he will or will not do in the transfer market this month as well. So let's do the lot. 0141 or Twitter at Clyde SSB. Don't hold back. Let the guys know 
what is on your mind Stephen Gerrard He says Rangers will be without Scott Arfield For the rest of their crucial January run He did of course sit out last weekend's win against Celtic After damaging ankle ligaments against Hibs on Boxing Day Scott is about to come out of a boot um, That he's been in since the injury um, He's got an ankle ligament injury So it's quite a significant one um, He's progressing well and um, it's about moving the rehab forward now and, and progressing that. Um, but obviously in the short term, Scott will be missing. Uh, better news on, on Ryan Jack, who's been outside and had two or three pitch sessions and is progressing extremely well. And um, if that keeps moving in that direction, he should be with the team sometime towards the middle of next week. Um, Jordan Jones is pretty similar to Ryan in terms of return time. Jordan's had a calf injury. Um, coming back after his ban he's picked the calf injury up but um, he's due to be back with the team middle of next week as well Kamar won't be with us uh, at the weekend um, he's one that has obviously picked up an injury in the, in the old firm um, it's difficult to put a date on that one just yet but um, I predict he could miss um, a couple of games for now the Rangers manager's not expecting a busy January he's adamant none of his key players are going anywhere I don't expect any drastic changes in terms of people coming in to join that, certainly in this window. Um, I expect a few people to go out. You know, there's a lot of interest in, in some of our younger players and our fringe players in terms of loans. Um, there's nothing really concrete to, to tell you on, on that just yet. But I think as this window progresses and because of the situation we're in with COVID and the pandemic, a lot of clubs are looking to, to loan players and are looking for favours rather than going and splashing cash. So... I expect quite a few loan deals to be done from now to the end of the window in terms of outgoings. We're, we're linked with with quite a few players in the media, but we always are. We always are. Every week, every month, I've been the Rangers manager. There's always two or three different names, um, but there's nothing to really say on that. We're always looking to improve. Um, if something came available that was of interest, we, we'd pursue it, but there's nothing to tell you guys about there's nothing going to jump out in the coming days that's going to surprise you that's for sure no one's going out okay seems like a sensible place to start January transfers injury to Scott Arfield the game against Aberdeen at the weekend 01419511025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB uh, that injury to Scott Arfield Jim it's um, Would we call that medium term It's not It's not long mm-hmm. term It's certainly not Just a, a knock though um, Rest of January Is that Is that enough to, to force Stephen Gerrard To do anything in the window Or would he just wait that one out No I think he'd wait that one out I think it's, he's got enough cover there Obviously he brought uh, Zungu in You know as well um, Ryan Jack as he mentioned is, Should be back Middle of next week Maybe not ready to start the game But certainly back in the squad For the following game um, you know, 46 weeks is generally, you know, what an ankle ligament and less is really bad. You saw, as you said, he's in a protective boot. Uh, that, that That's kind of normal practice. And then it's about getting up to speed and getting that confidence again and getting that flexibility back into the, the ankle. Um, so, you know, he's been, he is an important player. He, he's, he's certainly been missed. I think he was missed last week in the old firm game, definitely. But um, they managed to get over the line uh, and win the match. And Pitaudry's notoriously difficult uh, place. Um, you know, they always make it difficult for Rangers, but, you know, Rangers have got a decent record there, I think. But, the, you know, the, the, it's still, a, a, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say it'll be a, a free flowing game. I think Aberdeen will go there and really get in about Rangers and, and make it difficult. So they want all the players. I think Kamar Roof missing is yeah. probably a bigger miss for Rangers because of 
his goals and also the fact is that I think he he puts pressure on Alfredo Morelos to, to, to make sure his standards are good but so I think that's a bigger miss uh, Hugh Keevans you know you've had a decent start to the season when the manager can sit and say he's not really expecting or doesn't even really necessarily want to do much business because you know what these greedy managers are like Jim Duffy will testify you always want something you want a new player if you can but Stephen Gerrard sounds pretty relaxed I keep coming back to that word tangible with regard to Rangers, Gordon. They want the tangible sign of regeneration, the tangible sign that they have emerged from the long, dark tunnel, and they want that league championship trophy. Therefore, they're going to go to Petaudry. They're 4-0 on aggregate against Aberdeen so far this season. Aberdeen had their COVID-related problems when they lost 3-0 at Ibrooks. But I think Rangers will go there on Sunday determined to kick on from the Celtic game last weekend. There's no point in enjoying the Derby win over Celtic and all that that means to fans if you then go and blow it in the next game. So that will be Rangers' motivation at Pataudry. Uh, John is a Rangers fan on the line. He's going to kick us off. Why don't you join in? 0141 uh, John, transfer window. Are you expecting anything? Wanting anything? Uh, I would like the boy for Sheffield United To be honest with you But happy new year he's all Yeah same to you I hope he's all staying safe uh, The boy for Sheffield United Longstrom Whatever you want to call him mm. I think Knows about his game Knows about his Up and down player Bit of hard man With that supposed as We're having Jack and right Jack and Atfield out We're not only say lightweight But I think he had a wee bit Extra strong in there And then can I get to my second point Yeah let's do that one first um, John Lundstrom yeah. Jim that's been Picking up a bit of momentum, but Stephen Gerrard said there in his, his clip, you know, well, we're always linked with players. That, that you know, that's what happens. He was trying to kind of um, perhaps play that one amongst others mm-hmm. down. Is is he the type of player you think that, that could come in and make a difference? Yeah, I think last season, but like nearly all the Sheffield yeah. United players, he had a fantastic season, a real impact to get into the Premier League. The, the surprise package, obviously, it's not worked out for them this season. But um, you know he's, he's certainly a box to box player As John said He's got a physical presence He, he can score goals he, You know he's, he's, he's dynamic He's powerful um, So he is a player That would, could definitely Add something to the midfield Is he in the Scott Arfield mould? Mm. Is he similar? Is he, is he He's a little bit more powerful He's maybe not Linking up the play Quite so much But he, he's, he's more As I say Box to box going But he's, he's also good Without the ball Closing people down but I, I think it's a difficult one for Stephen Jack because you can overload areas as well because when they're all back fit again then people can say yeah that's a good a, a headache to have but it can still be a headache for a manager they might just look and think right I've got enough in here I've got Kamara who is pretty much nailed on to play Stephen Davis is pretty much nailed on you've got Arebo obviously we mentioned Arfield Jack you know Zungu so you, you've got a Good number of players there So all central You've got Hadji can play in there So Listen it's Yeah I get what John's saying I think he would be He could add something But It is quite a congested area for Rangers uh, Big thanks to the gentleman Hugh Keevans Who just phoned in He doesn't want on the show But he just took the time to phone in And say actually Hugh I think you'll find Rangers Are 5-0 on aggregate Against Aberdeen <laughs> and not 4 I beg your pardon You stand corrected I've lost a goal I've lost a goal somewhere <laughs> Four and one it was uh, To the, to John On the line Speaking of that trip To Petaudry John In the last few weeks Rangers fans have Been saying you know let, Let's get to the second If we can keep our lead intact Till then And and then Okay let's see what happens After Rangers Now it's Let's see what happens After Petaudry After January How 
How how excited are you getting? Is there a point in your your mind where you think, okay, once we reach that landmark, if we've still got the lead, then I'll I'll be excited about title prospects. God, I cut you off. Here, right? We were with oh, last okay, year. John. This time last year. We were with this time last year. Dubai. God, so don't get too excited. Dubai is really well this time we, last year. We were in the top of the league last year. Yeah, um, or two points. I think you'll get the game. Yeah, two in points with a game in hand. I think a little bit different. I'm sure so, you'd agree. So, so, but well, you can say it's different. It's not different. Well, to, well, to be fair, two points and nineteen points is categorically different. Nineteen points. We are the nineteen points. If they win the three games in hand, it's only ten points. So, okay, so two, can, so two and ten is still different, isn't it? Possible. Tell us, mathematically impossible. We just take a game at a time. Okay, speaking of which, then the next game that you want to take at a time is is that trip to Pataudry. Is that still one you view as a you know a tough place to go? Potential banana skin, all the usual cliches. Is that the way you see it? Hundred ten percent, exactly what you said. It's we never get an easy. I can't say the word. We never get an easy job up there. Hmm. They never get. They never get. We very rarely do we get an easy time. I wish they would turn up against other people sometimes, but we always we don't get it. Yeah, I mean, Jim, Hugh's right. The well, the Aberdeen team that faced Rangers in the mm-hmm. first day was decimated, and they, they didn't have any real strikers on the pitch. But they then went to Ibrox. Um, I think Lewis Ferguson missed that one as well, though, didn't he? Yeah. Um, and and were soundly beaten. What type of challenge can they pose? And McCrory as well, obviously in loan there. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, listen, Aberdeen are a strong physical side. I mean, recently they've toyed with the, the two strikers, the two big strikers, Curtis Main and, and uh, Sam Cosgrove, two big powerful units. Uh, and then they've tweaked that, that system. They've went with three at the back sometimes and sometimes they went with the back four. But they're dangerous at set pieces, there's no doubt about it. They've got real physicality in their side. Um, you know they haven't scored as many goals as Derek McInnes would like but John's John's right I mean they always make it difficult for Rangers of course there's a rivalry with Rangers been there for a long time and uh, goes all the way back to the, the, the Ferguson days um, and, and and you know I know John will look at it from a Rangers fan saying oh they, they wish you'd try a bit harder against other teams I'm sure Aberdeen try the same but they don't maybe get the same focus or the same attention and obviously as I said there is a, there is a bit of a rivalry but nevertheless Rangers you know you know, they usually find it more difficult, um, as I said, against a team like Aberdeen, simply because Aberdeen will sit back, or they'll maybe go man for man, very tactical against Rangers. Uh, and Rangers have got to come up with the answers. And as I said, if you can if you can go up there to Petrodri and one on the back of the old firm match, I think it gives, you know, real, real confidence that this is going to be the season for Rangers. Let's bring in Davy. Thank you to John for kicking us off. Davies and Pollock, what's on your mind tonight, Davy? Uh, I just think uh, the Rangers are on the same team between Jack and Arfield and I think they proved that when they played against St Mern when we lost 3-2 mm. and then we played Celtic we played a diamond which was unusual for Celtic to play and totally destroyed the midfield because to me Aribo is a great player but he's, he's not a physical type of player and Kent hasn't been kicking his backside for about the last five or six games and I think I could put us in trouble at the weekend. Can I ask you your opinion on that, Jim? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think Ryan Kent's definitely off the boil. There's no doubt about that. I mean, he, he does draw players towards him. He still, more often than not, draws two players towards him to, to give that extra cover. And that maybe leaves space for other players. But he's certainly not been as influential uh, as he was at the start of the season, David. You, you, you're right there. I agree with you in the sense of last week's match that Jack and, and Arfield would, would have made a difference to the midfield. Uh, they are they are you know, players who are competitive, different from Maribo. 
But Rangers haven't been brilliant in the last few games, even against Motherwell in the game. Although Motherwell got a lot of criticism for putting everyone behind the gate, uh, the ball. It wasn't until the very last stages that, that Rangers managed to overcome them. You know, against Mirren, you know they weren't brilliant, even winning the game, lost the cup game pre that, and then against Celtic. But the, the three three of those four games have managed to win them. So that that's important that they do have more of a, a solid organisational side of about them that when they're not playing at their best can still get them wins and that's different from last season and different from the season before that that to me is the big, the single biggest difference to this Rangers side this year is they can get wins when they're underperforming Yeah I mean Hugh Davey is keeps a keen eye on Rangers closer than we will probably and he feels they've just not quite been the same without those players but Granted, maybe not the performance, but but they did beat Celtic and they beat St Mirren the week before, and even Hibs before that, and St Johnson, and not not conceding in any of these games. So even if it's a, I don't know what it would be, a five percent, a ten percent drop off, it, it still doesn't seem like it's enough to to really cause Stephen Gerrard too many problems. I accept the loss of Jack and Darfield is a big blow for Stephen Gerrard, and Rangers would be better with them than without them. However, I think Davy. And John the caller before him uh, have been slightly brainwashed by Stephen Gerrard, who has instructed everyone not to look too far ahead, not to say that anything is done and dusted, not to get too excited about the winning of the title yet. But Rangers don't deserve to be criticised by their own supporters in this way. Oh, he hasn't kicked his backside for a while. Brian Kent was a very good against Celtic last weekend and as a team as a squad Rangers are progressing towards the title when it's a matter of when not if so far as I am concerned so I think the fans are getting slightly agitated but when it's arithmetically achieved by Rangers you will witness celebrations unlike anything you've seen Mm. since VE day and no I wasn't there uh, Davey it's not is it the type of thing you would go to the transfer market to look at or is it it's only a couple of weeks until Scott Arfield's back you could wait it out to then can you not well, well I, I mean to be honest with whatever you said there that, that's not the way I feel about Rangers to be truthful I feel you're doing a great job I think they've been playing absolutely brilliant right through Kent last year came through the first part of the season unbelievable talent same as he's done this year and then all of a sudden, for some reason, last year he fell, he fell away. And then this year he's fell away too. And that's a wee bit of a worry for me. And it's the same as Aribo. I think Aribo is a fantastic young talent coming through. I don't think he's in, as important as Jack or Arfield. Mm. And I think against Celtic, with Jack and Arfield, no player in that game. That is the reason why Celtic came at us 24-7 at our home park. And Rangers couldn't handle that in the first half for some reason. And that is where I think we've got to go to a plan B, which I don't know if it's there at this minute in time because of the success mm. we've had with the way we've been playing at this minute. OK, well, Ryan Jack, back training, says Stephen Gerrard, shouldn't be too long. Thank you very much, Davey. Nice to speak to you. 0141 uh, Celtic fans, nice time for you to get in touch again. Every day we come on, I said it earlier. I feel like there's more and more about this Philip Benkovic thing. Is that something that would excite you? What else? Is there anything else you feel uh, that should be on the agenda as far as transfers goes that we've not covered this week? Now is the time to speak up. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard.
Jim Duffy is in the studio And Hugh Evans is in the man cave Do not adjust your radio It's not March It's not April But it's lockdown 2.0 And that means we've got to wrap them up in cotton wool Are you still with us? The wonders of modern technology Holding up? Yes, of course, I'm still here looking forward to the chat I was going to, I mean, obviously right, we've got priorities Which is keeping you and Mrs Keevan safe But I can just imagine the look on your face When you realised you had to wrestle with that technology again In normal times you just come in here I'll press all the buttons for you But when you're in the man cave, you're in charge And that should worry everyone I, I sat there all day and looked at the blessed thing <laughs> And thought, oh no, it's four o'clock It's half past four It's five it's quarter past five. I would, I would soon have to turn this thing on. But I think we better leave that one there before we get anyone in trouble. Right, oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. We are on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Bit of discussion about Rangers midfield and signings and so on before the travel. Um, Barry is on Twitter He says Jack and Arfield being out is a blow But we do have enough to cope without them Seven games in five weeks Is not a huge load for the present team But if there was another injury uh, Then we need to address the issue Colin McNeil as well Happy Rangers fan But do think we need a centre mid to cover Jack I think he's quite injury prone I like him um, But think Lewis Ferguson would be ideal uh, We should offload Greg Stewart and Jones And bring in a winger 01419511025 Let's speak to Caden Who's a Celtic fan in Clyde Banks Celtic heading back well, They are back In fact Caden They've been pictured At the airport Coming back from Dubai What's on your mind As a Celtic fan tonight? Alright guys How's it going? Uh, I was just thinking Celtic should try And sign Ryan Portis And uh, Declan Gallagher But obviously The Benkovic one Would be a right good one too I think I just want to know What you and Jim would think Well Jim Whatever one it is Caden's call straight away Tells us that it's all about a central defender mm-hmm. for, for Celtic Because he's named three So mm-hmm. I take it that is the priority Yeah I mean I think that uh, Obviously the, the, the whole Shane Duffy thing Hasn't worked And whether he's the possibility Of cancelling his loan early or not Who knows But uh, that would obviously free up some money If they manage to do something like that as well um, You know but I, I think that uh, You know that Caden like a lot of Celtic fans not, not just just now I think since pretty much the start of the season, we're we're looking for for you know that area to be strengthened, and uh, you know that it's been it's been kind of sluggish from Celtic's point of view to to try and rectify that. But um, yeah, yeah, listen, the guys you mentioned have done well. Um, Ryan Port is a young player, a lot of potential. As I, I've mentioned on the show before, I still think he's a bit rash at times. I so still not think... not good enough for Celtic right now. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, listen, he, he won't be he won't be having to make as many tackles. So he could probably go and play alongside Aya. I'm not disputing that, but. But I think he's a. I think he's a couple of years away from being an established, top class centre back. I think he's a, another two seasons under his belt for me to be in this. I think he's a good player with with potential, but to play at the top level, competing for trophies week in week out, European football. I think he's a couple of a couple of seasons away. Declan Gallagher has, has learned his trade. He's done it. Um, you know the difficult way, if you want to call it that. You know he's 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 been on you know the, the books at Celtic, then went down the, the ladder and back up again. You know in that kind of middle range, if you want to call it that, and now became an established international player. So I think he's more ready to to go in and play at Celtic again. Um, would would be a good acquisition for Celtic. He knows Scottish football, knows the game, can handle the occasion, uh, can play three at the back, can play as a, as a four. So yeah, I mean, I think he would be a good, but I don't see Graham Alexander being in any rush. Just walked in the door to probably lose his best player mm-hmm. at this moment in time. Uh, Hugh Kevens, Shane Duffy has obviously been the high-profile talking point in that area. Home from Dubai, 
uh, personal reasons is the the reason that's being offered. Does you, what is, you're a bit of an old cynic, and you've you've seen many movies across Scottish mm-hmm. football. Does your gut tell you that we'll see him playing for Celtic again? Yes, it does. Yeah. Uh, I think if you're recalled from Dubai for family reasons and you leave as quickly as he did, then clearly there's a family problem there, and I hope it's not a big one. Uh, but I, I think that Celtic will keep him on. I, I, I think Brighton have already said that there's no uh, cutting the deal midway through the season. He stays at Celtic for the season. So I think Duffy will play for Celtic again. Um, with regard to Declan Gallagher, I, I take Jim's point that Graham Alexander needs him and the club need him. However, he's out of contract at the end of the season and if Celtic were to come in with a uh, an offer now, it might be financially prudent for Motherwell to take yep. it. And for that reason, I, I don't think they will go for Benkovic. I'd like to know why Benkovic only played for 70 minutes at mm. Cardiff when he was there. And I think also the kind of wage that he commands at Leicester, I don't think Celtic would be paying that wage after the Duffy experience. Caden? I, uh, I, I don't know if he was really badly injured sure, down at Cardiff. I, I spoke to a couple of people who said, no, I mean, he just was, he just didn't cut it down there. But I still think when he was up here the last time, he was, he was brilliant. I mean, even Gordon Dale said that last night. Sure, can I, can I ask you another question while I'm on? Uh-huh. Do you not think Morello should have been uh, cited by the compliance officer after the tackle on Frimpong last week? Uh, I, I do think that Morellas at times can be a, a, a nasty piece of work. Uh, we've had the Mark Connolly incident against Dundee United. He certainly did leave one on uh, Jeremy Frimpong very early in the game at Ibrooks. But, you know, the, the compliance officer who decided that she should recall the case against Mark Connolly and then gave Alfredo Morelos a two-match suspension, did not act upon it this time. So, swings and roundabouts there. But he was definitely due a booking for the challenge on uh, Frimpong and he got away with one there. That's the thing, Jim. If, if he's due a booking, you're not, you don't give out retrospective no. bookings. I mean... <laughs> Because we've been down this retrospective route so often, we, I wonder if we jumped it a bit quickly at the moment. Yeah, I mean, you know, Caden's looking for you know something that's not in the rules. I mean, it's not. It wasn't a red card. It was. A, it was a yellow card. He, he, he left one on him, and players do that, you know. And sometimes, you know, obviously, Morales has got a reputation, but there's loads of players that will leave leave a mark on a player if you want to call it that. Uh, you can't. You can't have the compliance officer looking at every single tackle that goes. It's the ones over the top um, that that she she has to look at, and as I said, for me, it was a yellow card. It was uh, you know, but it was nothing more than that. And as I said, in the early part of the game, sometimes again, uh, you tend to get away with it a little bit, and, and he did. But uh, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be looking too much further than that. I think it's 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 it's, um, it's done and dusted, and you move on. I'll put you on the spot, Caden. You've mentioned three names: Declan Gallagher, Ryan Portis, Philip Benkovic. If you had to pick one. Who's best suited to go into Celtic's defence at the moment? Well, I, I actually, I know what Jim says here, he's, he's a bit raw, but when I watched him against Rangers a couple of weeks ago, I think Ryan Portis has, has improved a hell of a lot. So I do. I, stick, I, I know he's, he can be, a couple of times he's been a wee bit, a, a bit over the top with things, but I think he's actually calmed down a wee bit, and I honestly think he'd be a right good acquisition. 
I didn't actually realise last night that Declan Gallagher's about 28. I, I thought he was younger than that. So did Mark Wilson, and when he said it last night, and as soon as he said it, Jimmy realised, and we went to like <laughs> we played a clip or something, and or a break. I can't remember which it was. Um, so he didn't really. Get, I didn't give him the chance really to correct it, and um, oh, he gets slaughtered on social media. <laughs> Absolutely slaughtered for it. Yeah, well, I had him at Clyde a few years ago when he was just looking to get back playing in first team football again, and uh, so yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, listen, as I said before, twenty eight for a certain defender is nothing anyway. You know, you you can get another comfortable. You know, eight years at him to his mid thirties. I think he's almost thirty. Com- Not that that makes it much worse, but, but I think he's almost. He's still comfortable if you want to if you want to go down that route another half a dozen years. Celtic will look in the next couple of years probably for any player. So Ryan Porter is, is young, obviously, and and, and got a, a longer term ahead of him. But listen, um, you know, if you're wanting someone in just now, I wouldn't be looking to see whether he you know was twenty one or thirty one. I think he's the right guy. <laughs> and that's the most important thing Yeah it turns 30 in June So he'll turn 30 And then he'll be able to celebrate that By leading us to glory at the Euros You know You can you can see it all uh, panning out Thank you to Caden In Clyde Bank I noticed to you I think it was the, the Scottish Sun um, With some pictures there of Celtic Arriving back from Dubai I think we've well and truly Kicked the backside out of Should they have gone Should they not have gone For the meantime um, But in a footballing context You just know this will be used As a stick to beat Celtic with again If they don't get a result on Monday evening and the first people to beat them with the stick will be the Celtic supporters if they That's don't I mean. get the result. Uh, you know, the, they have to win that match. There's no two ways about it. They've trained in the sun. We've all seen the photographs. We've all seen the poolside photographs as well. We've had the debate, but it comes down to a football match on Monday night. If Rangers have beaten Aberdeen on Sunday, if a 22-point gap exists, and it still exists... Come 10 o'clock on Monday night There will be ructions What's your own take Jim on The impact that the points gap has If any On Celtic's transfer plans If you truly believe That you're right in the race you know, Do you throw a bit at it And try and claw it back If you think it's going to be really really difficult Would that make you less Less likely to, to throw money How, Does it impact it at all? Well I, I think that uh, You know The, the board Of, of um, Obviously come out and, and quite openly Backed the manager And said listen He's the guy That we believe Can still Win his, uh, the title And can still compete Till the end of the season So if you're going to do that And you've publicly done it Then you've then got to Publicly support him In the transfer market If they, they want to bring someone else in So I, I think Celtic will bring in One or two players um, Because I think that the the board As I said Have, have made the, you know perfectly clear That they believe that this title race Is not over yet So I, I expect um, them to, to support Neil Lennon The difficulty with this team is Who, who will actually <laughs> pick and select those players There's been a lot of talk over We don't really know 100% who's been in charge of the, the selection Over the last few months But what we can say is that it hasn't been great So I think this time around I think there has to be a, a, a different conversation 0141-951-1025 It's a great time to get involved Because we're going to get travel with Stephen And that means you could be up next 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Jim Duffy and Hugh Keevans What I love And I mean love from the bottom of my heart About our listeners Is that just always there 
to keep you on your toes And Sergio was absolutely right We're now arguing over Declan Gallagher's birthday And it is my fault Because I just quickly I thought I, thought I was doing a good thing Jim I tried to just check quickly um, And rather than looking at his date of birth I looked at the date that he signed for Motherwell I'm so sorry I'm so sorry He's 30 in February There we go Not June So everyone can get their birthday cards ready For next month Rather than June I am very a footballing veteran I'm very very sorry I must admit 01419511025 That is the number you need uh, you can tweet us as well At Clyde SSB Let's go straight back to the lines And speak to Stuart Who's a Rangers fan from Fault House How's it going Stuart? Good evening gents Happy New Year Yeah same to you Stuart What's on your mind tonight? Right I just think um, There's a couple of incidents Right that I want to talk about Right it's, um, Obviously I think Rangers now need to Try and get some sort of Hard midfielder in because you've got Jack and Arfield out. Mm-hmm. But also, I want to go back to the old firm game, right, and mm-hmm. talk about the incidents that happened, right? Was yes, I think Morelis was rash what he did, but so was Duffy. And Scott Brown's act on Morelis was terrible, and he tried to get Morelis sent off to try and level the game out. What's your opinion on that panel? Well, Hugh Keevens, I know the fallout usually lasts a while um, We're doing quite some covering of old ground on the 8th of January But on you go, answer Stuart's point uh, Point by point, uh, Morelis was very lucky To not be booked, uh, I think the, he said that, yeah Yeah, had the referee booked him Had he seen the incident properly and booked him Then you know he might not have lasted the 90 minutes uh, Duffy, it was a pretty severe challenge Um was it a red card? I'm, I'm undecided about that one. Uh, but it was a, a severe challenge, born of frustration, I think, given the way the game was going. Uh, with regard to Brown and Morelos, if you put two nippy sweeties together like that, <laughs> you will always get flashpoints. Uh, but I think the referees are obliged to try and keep players on the part, not get them all off. And I think Bobby Madden diffused the situation uh, mm. as best he could. But in the old firm context, Brown is always a worry, and so is Morelos. Stuart, surely as a Rangers fan, it's a bit easier for you to, you know, six days on or whatever it is, to say, you know what, who cares? We won, we're 19 points clear, move on, no? Yeah, yeah. Watching the game back, right, okay, we won the game, and I thought the first 45 minutes, and I'll be truthful, we won in the game, right? But I thought the, the fitness in the second half from Rangers determined that and okay the sending sending off was an advantage to us but I do think that regardless of the sending off we were still quite a strong team coming forward yes and I can agree with you saying there right but you're talking about Morelis it could have been a red card so should Duffy's then yeah. I'm not going to I'm not going to deny that because that both teams should have had red cards yes right but Going forward, I thought Rangers were a lot stronger. Mentality from last year for this year is so much better. And the teams, Rangers know now that if teams sit back or teams sit, we soaked them up, we soaked them up, we soaked them up, and then we then attacked them. And that's how i seen it. And that's how I see Rangers playing this year. And Gerard has got them doing that. He has got them saying, you cannot lose. No matter what they're doing to you, You'll, they'll keep on coming But you push yourself forward Push yourself forward 100% Yeah 
Yeah mentality Jim That word Because it's usually This time of the year Where people question mm-hmm. Rangers mentality mm-hmm. We don't have a winter break This year We don't have Dubai This year For, for Rangers obviously yeah. And Rangers go into it A lot better than they have previously So is, is the focus Still there though That's the way we operate Yeah I mean, listen You hear, you hear key words Getting used repeat, uh, Repeatedly um, Gordon And, and the one, one You hear for, for, for teams um, Who are being uh, Successful Is momentum And R- Rangers You know Won't have that momentum Broken this year By a winter break It has happened Over the last couple of years And they've struggled For one reason or another Coming back But this year There is no excuses they're, they're getting results As I said They've not played brilliant In the last couple of games But they've managed To get results But uh, the fact is that there is, there is, they're, they're keeping that rhythm They're keeping that momentum going They're keeping that confidence That winning streak That belief is there They don't have time To think about it They're not lying In a beach somewhere Thinking about it They're actually Training every day Focusing on the next game ahead Which Stephen Jeddard Is continuing to emphasise These players And uh, you know That's You know I, I think is really important for Rangers I think the worst thing that could have happened for Rangers was, would be having a, a two or three week break at this moment in time they want the season to continue they want the games coming thick and fast because they believe they're going to win them Does Rangers improved mindset Stuart mean no problems at Pataudry on Sunday? Um, it's a difficult venue right but we've always had good results and we've had to and, and um, last year we had a couple of ups and downs but Aberdeen are a good team but mm-hmm. I think Rangers are far superior than we were last year. I think their mindset is totally different compared to what it was last year. I think if we lose a goal, they'll fight to the last minute to try and get a goal, whether it be a draw or we'll win. Okay, Stuart and Falthouse, thank you very much. Nice to speak to you. 01419511025. Uh, Hugh, not too long before we came on air, uh, we had a statement from Celtic condemning the vile abuse, what they call aimed at near Beaton. Uh, on social media uh, A few lines of statement Talks about Celtic's own formation A club open to all people Renowned tradition um, And the ethos of openness and diversity um, They say it's vile content They forwarded it to the police They consider everything should be done To identify those responsible And all appropriate action should be taken Near Beaton and his family have our full support uh, We don't believe it's appropriate to comment further At this stage in connection with the matter Um I'll paraphrase the rest You know these res- Those responsible Don't represent Celtic Or Celtic fans They're faceless And nameless Etc um, Etc et um, I'll, re- I'll read the rest In a second I'll let you have Your reaction to that um, My reaction First of all Is to Offer my sympathy To Nier Beaton And his family uh, It is Scandalous That players Of whichever club Have to be Subjected to this Kind of behaviour But I also ask everyone to maintain a sense of perspective. These things are done by random reprobates. People of sound mind don't put material like that on social media. So it's a random actor, as they would say, and not representative of the Celtic support or any other support. When these things happen, it happens, it comes from a minuscule Minority Yeah I mean Yeah I get that Jim And that, that would obviously Be the same Because Celtic Or any big club In the world Have got tens Hundreds of thousands Of fans mm-hmm. So of course It's not going to Represent them all But I sometimes wonder If we get lost A little bit in that side. Does that really matter That won't make Near Beaton Feel no. any better it, Why do we spend 
I don't know if we need to spend as much time worrying about what percentage or whether it's representative mm-hmm. or not. How do we how do we stop it? Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, it's, it's a society, um, you know, based aspect of of something that's just reprehensible. And, and, and you know, like Hugh says, you know, you'll get these random individuals that think they can say whatever they want, and and they're they're, they're not accountable for it. And that's the reason why we've had players recently. Um, you know, I think it was uh, Stanislaw. Uh, I think it was uh, Junior Stanislaw down down at Bournemouth. I think you've had Alex Dyer recently. Um, obviously uh, near Beaton. You know, there's the, unfortunately it's just these these people just think they can say it and they want. And, and as I said, and, and they they don't have to account for it. And I think that a lot of the social media outlets have to take a bit more responsibility. The only other thing you, you can say is that. Is is there, there is a lot more support, but it doesn't get the same publicity. You know, there there is many many um, you know aspects now of society now which is a lot lot better than it was even just a few years ago. But the, it's it, it, it's under under the radar. Whereas these things keep coming to the fore. I'm not sure whether giving these people even a mention on media outlets mm. actually helps because. It certainly won't. They won't worry about that. The people that do that won't be ashamed. Uh, you know, won't be. You, you won't uh, be upset about that. Um, and the damage they do to people uh, and their families, as I said, uh, they don't take in any account. So it's it's disgusting. It's unacceptable. Um, I don't think we'll ever get rid of these things. I think that it's getting less and less, Gordon, and it still will improve. But unfortunately, these things have been going for hundreds of years now, and and and, and the, the, there's no there's no sign of it. Um, being eradicated Yeah I wonder if there's a fine line there Hugh or, or, or it's what makes it such a A complex situation Because on one hand Obviously you have to keep calling it out You have to call these things out Otherwise it, it, it'll never end But as Jim says You, you wonder if, if These people are actually You know thrive off a, a bit of the publicity Well you'll never know Because they're anonymous uh, You know the, 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 the Material sent to Alec Dyer Was appalling apparently I'm sure the material sent to Near Beaton comes into the same category, uh, but we'll never know who sent it. And I do understand what Jim's saying, that social media should take a greater responsibility for the anonymous and what they're allowed to get away with. That's up to them, and they should be doing something. But they are random, and they are idiots, but the club whether it's Kilmarnock or Celtic, I think a right to highlight it so that at least the player gets to understand that the vast, vast majority of his club supporters and people in this country are sympathetic where he's concerned. Uh, OK, I think it's that time of the night. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. Good way to finish the week It's been another tough week for us all Hasn't it? I think most of you will be At home You would imagine Not much else you can do At the moment So why not break up the monotony Of coming on here Embarrass Hugh Keevans Or embarrass Jim Duffy And we'll send you a nice signed ball You can boot it around the living room During lockdown Until your heart is content Beat the pundit right now 0141 951 1025 You need to be quick though Because the lines close At 7 o'clock So you need to get your call in Before then And your chance to beat the pundit Is next Tackle the headlines 0141 951 1025 Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard
Jim Duffy in the studio Hugh Keevans in the man cave And both of them waiting to take your call So 141-951-1025 We kicked off hearing from the likes of Stephen Gerrard, Scott Arfield Still out for a few more weeks with an ankle injury uh, Ryan Jack getting closer Lots of uh, suggestions coming in About who Celtic should or shouldn't sign During the transfer window Motherwell fans, where are you? You've got a new manager Graham Alexander um, What do you make of it? Is that the right appointment? For you, give us all your thoughts. 0141-951-1025. We'll hear from him after we do this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Beat the pundit time. We've had some absolutely horrendous attempts at Beat the Pundit this week, I must admit. And I don't mean callers necessarily, callers, pundits, everyone. It's all been there. Uh, let's see if we can finish the week on a high with Ryan in Paisley. How's it going, Ryan? How are you doing, my man? Thanks. Are you well? I am good. Happy New Year to you and the lads. Yeah, same to you, Ryan. Hope it's been a, a, as good a, a New Year as can be, given that it's a pretty tough time for everyone. Let's see if we can make things a, a little bit better. Like I said, you'll be stuck in the house. Let's give you a Hopefully. sign ball. Fingers crossed. Uh, you can boot it about to your heart's content and break things and blame Hugh Keevans because it's his fault for everything. So, <laughs> heads, you will play Hugh. And tails, it will be Jim Duffy. And it is heads, it's Hugh Keevans. Let me just check that he's still there. Hugh, can you hear us? Oh yes, loud right. and clear It doesn't sound like we've got much of a delay, does it? No Right, okay, that's fine I think you can play then Your uh, <laughs> your technology satisfied me So I will give you I'm go- You're just. I'm going to have to explain this I should have explained it to him at the break You won't hear anything, right? So don't panic I'll bring you back in a minute or two, okay? Okay <laughs> You can hear the nerves in his voice <laughs> Right, he's gone We might never get him back Ryan 30 seconds on the clock You're going up against Hugh And you can pass That's all you need to know You ready? No problem, Let's thanks. do it. 30 seconds, your time starts now. Tony Watt joined Celtic from which Scottish team? Oh, pass. Name any English side that Graham Alexander played for. Burnley. Who is PSG's new manager? Pochettino. Who was the last Rangers player to score against Aberdeen? Alfredo Morelos. Which championship side are playing Queen's Park in the Cup tonight? How many times did Philip Benkovic score for Celtic? Once Who's got more Scotland caps, Andy Robertson or Kieran Tierney? Andy Robertson Alright, let's bring Hugh Keevans back uh, Hugh, can you hear us? I can Ah, look at that, brilliant Right, you see there, 30 seconds on the clock You're up against Ryan Hugh, same set of questions And your time starts now Tony Watt joined Celtic from which Scottish team? Um... Name any English side that Graham Alexander has played for. Um, Pass. Who's the new PSG manager? Uh, Pochettino. Who was the last Rangers player to score against Aberdeen? Uh, Kamara. Which championship side are playing Queen's Park in the Cup tonight? Queen of the South. How many times did Philip Benkovic score for Celtic? One. Okay, okay. Uh, Ryan, how do you think that went? Ah, uh, the Tony Watt one. I, I think kicking yourself on that one. Let's find out. Tony Watt joined Celtic from which Scottish team? It was Airdrie. Mm-hmm. Hugh got there in the end, uh, so it's one nil to Hugh. But Ryan equalised straight away. Graham Alexander, you had the choice of Scunthorpe, Luton, Preston, or Burnley, as Ryan mm-hmm. said. So it's one all. The new PSG manager is Pochettino. Uh, you both got that two all. Who was the last player to score for Rangers against Aberdeen? Hugh, this tickled me because if you were going to guess, why on earth did you guess Glenn Kamara? The guy hardly ever scores any goals 
Um, I thought maybe someone would go Morelos like Ryan did, which is wrong. Surely, who's the next best bet, Jim? Tavernier. James Tavernier, and it was. Oh, it was James Tavernier, so it's still 2 all. It wasn't Glenn Kamara. Uh, which championship side are playing Queen's Park in the Cup? It's Queen of the South. You both got that. How many times did Philip Benkovic score for Celtic? It was twice against Hearts and Dundee. Oh. Unfortunately for you, Hugh Keevans, Ryan got an extra question. Who has more Scotland caps, Robertson or Tierney? It's 40 to Robertson, 16 to Tierney, and yeah. Ryan knew it. So the sign ball is on its way to Paisley. Well done, Ryan. That's revenge. I've played you before and they beat me. Oh, so, revenge. Oh. Best of three. We'll get you back on. Thank you very much, Ryan, in Paisley. You can just blame the delay, Hugh, because he got one more question in than you. Ah, no loss what a friend gets <laughs> He really doesn't care does he I mean He's predictions beat the pundit generous in this new year of 2021 aren't you Hugh? He's no bothering Right 01419511025 Motherwell fans where are you? Good time to step up to the plate Because you've got a new manager It's always big news when, when any team in our premiership gets a new manager um, So what do you make of it? Is that the right appointment for you? What do you make of it? What have you made of what you've had to hear from him so far? Would you have gone in a different direction? Is he the man to turn you around? All the usual questions 0141 951 1025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB. Let's start by hearing from him and I'll give you a bit of time to get your calls in. The new mother boss, Graham Alexander, he doesn't think the team needs major surgery. He's, he's taken his first training session already this morning and uh, the former Scotland defender's challenging his players to um, make the change count. Take advantage of it. Well, actually, I've got to prove myself again. I'm not the one that plays every week because the manager knows and trusts me. So there should be a, a stimulus in there, and there should be a stimulus from players who have not been playing. Going well, actually, I'm going to prove to him that I can be in the team. So, in theory, that's the that's the scenario. But I, I, I believe that you know, and it's not one where you know when I spoke to people about that, they did they didn't believe there was um, a massive massive problem. I think there is a couple of problems that we need to, to um, work out, but I think it's a, a team that's just been nearly there, you know. So personally, here sitting here, I don't think it's major surgery and big overhauls and, and drastic actions. I th- and, uh, and I want to see the bounce over a period of time. Not, you know, tomorrow isn't going to say right, everything's rosy and everything. Uh, Hugh, a relatively quick turnaround on this one. I think it was Hogmanay, and when Stephen Robinson said he was going to leave. Uh, Keith Lasley took charge of the Lanarkshire derby It didn't go to plan And um, Graham Alexander is the replacement for Stephen Robinson What do you make of it? There's an outside the box quality to Motherwell's thinking When it comes to picking managers Stephen Robinson fell into that category And he did very well for them Uh, Sometimes it doesn't work But Graham Alexander I think would excite the Motherwell supporters He's worked at places that haven't been glamorous Therefore he understands the need for hard work and he's not dealing with players from the top drawer with respect to them. He knows that he's got to get the most out of them. I think it's an exciting appointment. I think he's starting at the very best place because Jim Goodwin and St Mirren are doing very well at the moment. But Motherwell, if he can get anything from Paisley, it would be a terrific start for Graham Alexander. Jim, what do you make of it as an appointment? Yeah, I think it's a it's a good appointment. It's like you says, you know, Motherwell have, have, have selected managers well. I think uh, and players, uh, you know, over the 
over the last few years but Stephen Robinson is a hard act to follow uh, Motherwell I thought, I thought he'd done an absolutely magnificent job and I was really surprised when he decided that you know that it was time to leave he, he just seemed a bit frustrated and, and I think maybe it'd been better just to take a few days just to just to let, let the dust settle a little bit but anyway the, the change has been made I think I think as I say there's an exciting appointment uh, the biggest challenge you'll have is obviously the, the, the current crop of players I think there is a, a good mix there but it's just getting that balance right Callum Langs went back to Wigan but he's got players like Alan Campbell who's a very important player getting obviously in the media um, uh, talking about going to Millwall You've, you may, we mentioned Declan Gallagher earlier on out of contract uh, I think Stephen O'Donnell's out of contract at the end of this month or certainly in January mm -hmm. so he has to sort the immediate things out but you know, I, I think it's, he'll bring a breath of fresh air to, to Motherwell. And I, I expect him to get back. I, I, I fully expect Motherwell to be challenging comfortably for top six and possibly for top four when I've seen their squad at the start of the season. So I, I agree with him. I don't think it's going to take too much to, to, to fix the issues, just getting that confidence and belief back in the squad again. OK, 01419511025 to have your say. David is a Motherwell fan in Hamilton. Is that an appointment that excites you, David? Uh, evening, panel. Hi. Uh, I, um, I, it's, it's a it's a good appointment compared to some of the names that were linked with the job. Um, I think he's got the job because obviously he must have good contacts down south to get hidden gems that's in the national league or maybe loan players for either between League One and League Two divisions. So I think that's why because we we go down that route of getting players in from the uh, national league and selling them on for bigger for bigger uh, prices. Yeah, it's an interesting point, Jim, because the managers will always fall into, or, or have obvious strengths, if you like. So, in fact, we we, we got the, the the shortlist, if you like, was was leaked out through the week. Mm -hmm. So, Tommy Wright would have been the one that that knows this division mm -hmm. and knows exactly what it takes. Stephen Robinson would have been the one that knows. Uh, Keith Lasley would have been yeah. the one that knows the club inside mm -hmm. out. Is that the obvious thing from the outside about about Graham Alexander? He might have a, a really good knowledge of that market that, that teams like Motherwell shopping. Yeah, I think so. I think I mean in the past, guys like Peter Hartley or, or Cedric uh, Kipri a couple of seasons ago and that stuff. And you know, th there's been a number of players and particularly goalkeepers where where they've pulled pulled them uh, some top class goalkeepers, um, you know, from seemingly nowhere over recent seasons. And as I said, I think that David's right. I think he, he will have contacts, but. I would be disrespectful to the likes of the other guys. I'm sure. Listen, you know, all the managers have got great mm -hmm. contacts nowadays, and uh, you know, the, there's obviously a variety of um, resources now available to, to to find those players. I think Tommy Wright would have been a good manager. I think he, he's got fantastic success rate at St Johnston as well. Knows the game. Done a, another one that done a phenomenal job at, at St Johnston. So I think he would have been a good appointment. But I think yeah, getting someone from England who has worked at the lower leagues definitely knows. Uh, the market down there and I think uh, as I said come the summer you would expect uh, that to be a little bit busier for Motherwell I think this season is about making steady improvement assessing the squad and then looking to build from the summer David how do you think he does stack up to some of the other contenders then? Um, well he's looking at his record that he's had in his short like, career and now like, he's got Fleetwood promoted in the League One and he took Scunthorpe to the playoffs and uh, he got obviously Salford City out of the National League and got into the IEF trophy. So he's got the winning mentality. You like to think so because like the playoffs and yep. like the lower leagues down in England are not, are not easy divisions. Um, so and obviously he's, he's played a thousand games in his professional game, uh, like his career and he's had forty caps for Scotland. So and the kind of player he was, he was a bit of a fighter, a bit of. Mm -hmm. A tough man type player So you'd like to think He's going to bring That to the club To 
try and get the best out of our players. Yeah, I mean, Hugh, the, the Salford one is an interesting situation there because if you remember, it was only a few months ago, I think, when he he got he got the sack, which usually is a you know a real black market against someone's name. But I think they were fifth at the time and they were unbeaten. Um, and it actually raised a few eyebrows that Salford had decided to pull the trigger. So he's maybe not as um, what's the phrase I'm looking for? I'm going to say damaged goods. That's, that's certainly a bit too harsh. But but you know what I mean. It's not like he comes on the back of a disastrous spell elsewhere. Yeah, Salford sack him, Gordon. And then this morning I read Phil Neville, one of the co-owners of Salford, uh, telling everyone what a great manager Graham Alexander is. So. Uh, we'll draw a veil over what happened at Salford. What I would say to you is that last weekend, and I'm sure David on the line would agree with this, last weekend was ground zero for Motherwell. You know, they, they went to Motherwell, eh, to Hamilton, and lost very badly. And defensively, they were shocking. 3 uh, 0 was the score at the end of the day. And now, when they go to Paisley, they go into a team that Jim Goodwin has working their socks off. It's a terrific gauge of how far Graham Alexander has to take the team and how long it will take him to move them to a better place. It's a really terrific match for him to start off with. And it, you know, Rangers go to Motherwell before the month is out. Makes that game a bit more interesting. Mm. Yeah, David, how do you feel overall then about you know how this season might pan out? Because... It... A bad combination of results this weekend could see Motherwell bottom And Ross County have got their new manager So it remains to be seen if, if they're going to continue what looks like an upturn St Mirren are, are, have been flying uh, recently Hamilton or the other team just above Motherwell who who beat your team last week Are you still feeling that this will be um, it'll, it'll, it'll all end well? I think, I think we've got enough in the tank to get out of the, the situation we were I just think we're just lacking a bit of confidence Because... Um, Obviously, the stats show that they've no, they've no won a good few games. So I think once he maybe gets the players in about gelled together and get a big result, I think we'll be no be far after the top six, like the bottom half of the bottom top six. Yeah, um, let's hear again from him. Actually, he says his first job in Scotland. You know, he played a lot for the national team, forty nine year old. But his first job in Scotland, he says he's already been in touch with Stephen Robinson because they played together at Preston, just to find out what he was getting himself into. He couldn't speak highly enough about the club. You know, I think I think he, you know, management is such a, a stressful role and everything. He's, he's already been here previously as managerial role, and he'd been here five and a half years, and he just he just felt it was time for a change for everybody. He said, but he. He said he couldn't speak any highly enough about the people, the the club, the fans, and 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 the players as well. But he said for some reason or not, it's it's not quite working at the moment. So, um, so he he knows I'm an experienced, well, you know, relatively experienced manager and had success uh, down in England. He just talked about the the um, the people at the club because because you know you can see a club from the outside and you can read reports and that. But speaking to someone who's been in there on, in the ground and and um, and work with these people day in day out. You know, he, honestly, he was he was so complimentary about everyone, and and I think it's a big thing in in football and in, as in life is working with good people. And um, you know, I've only been here twenty four hours, but it, it's been so welcoming by by everybody, and uh, it's um, it's been a great first day. What about the squad of players he inherits, David? Because uh, Liam Kelly's been signed in the last couple of days. It looks like Trevor Carson will be out for a while. So Liam Kelly. Um, he'll play in goals, you would imagine. Stephen O'Donnell was a short-term deal. There's all this speculation about Declan Gallagher and Alan Campbell. What about the group of players that he walks into? 
well, he's he's taken a squad on that's got good quality players in it. They're just obviously lacking a bit of confidence, as you say. Like we've got some players going back on loan from loan spells and guys out in contract in the summer. So I think he just needs to assess the ones that are out in the summer who want to play for the club. Because to be honest, we need to all be pulling in the one direction. Because obviously there's been rumours about the players that some player up upset in the in the changing room because some people want to believe in that. So. I think he he'll assess his squad, see what's what we need, because I think we still need another colour players, especially in the front positions, just to get us a colour goals to get us out of the position. So I, I like to think he's got some contacts down south to get to get someone in. It's a cracking game to kick off, uh, Jim. Hugh, Hugh mentions it. It's when you wear Motherwell or that, there are no easy games anyway, and this certainly isn't one because St Mirren have really got the bit between their teeth recently. Yeah, over the last couple of months, um, you know, again they've found uh, you know a system that suits them, um, you know, and they've got they've got that belief um, that that they can go and get results against just about anyone now. Obviously, the the, the, the cup the cup win against Rangers, I think, was a huge boost for them as well. So yeah, I mean, it's it's a tough place to go, and and it's interesting, you know, hearing David talking about some of the players and the manager having to having to sort out one or two things, players out of contract. We've just seen Eamon Brophy and Alec Dyer coming out publicly, which I think was quite surprising, saying he won't play for me again. And he actually asked the journalist, would you play him? Which I, I feel really surprised because, I, in, in my opinion, the player's signed until the end of the season. He's under contract. So, yeah, use him until such times as you believe he's no longer in the UST. But he's made it quite clear that he would rather he left just now. So, it'll be interesting to see whether he won't, he won't be obviously in the team tomorrow, but it'll be interesting to see if St. Mm. Mirren can manage to get some sort of deal um, agreed to get him in quickly because it seems as if it would be better for all parties. Um, but it would definitely be uh, another boost to, to St Mirren to get a player in um, who is obviously going to weaken one of their rivals. Uh, and they've signed another striker as well, Colin Quainer. I hope I've not butchered the pronunciation of the, the surname. Um, 29-year-old German forward. Um, Jim Goodwin's describing him, you know, six foot three, great pedigree. He says Huddersfield brought him from uh, Union Berlin and then he played a number of games in the English Premier League. Hugh, we always have to kind of just wait and, and find out because... Um, some people hit the ground running here and some people flop but that certainly is the type of CV that would get St Mirren fans quite excited I would imagine for sure uh, and you think of signings like John Obika uh, who have come in scored valuable goals done a turn for St Mirren as I say they're the perfect gauge for Motherwell tomorrow but the month of January is such a difficult one for Graham Alexander to negotiate because Will Stephen O'Donnell be there on the 1st of February? Will Declan Gallagher be there on the 1st of February? Will Alan Campbell be there on the 1st of February? I know that Alan Burrows, the chief executive at Motherwell, will do everything in his power not to have the manager left with a decimated squad, but the ball's in the players' court in one or two of those cases. So, fascinating start from tomorrow. Once he gets January out of the way, He'll be a much relieved man, I think. Okay, thank you to David, the Motherwell fan, for giving us his reaction. 0141-951-1025. Loads coming in on Twitter as well. Uh, Stevie Ballesteros says, should be a good appointment. Why did he leave Salford? Thought he had done well there. Stephen McWilliams says, a good appointment and no-nonsense manager. And Scott Wright is just happy that he turned up for his first day in Claret Trainers. There you go. <laughs> Priorities, Jim. These wee yeah, things make course, a good yeah. first impression. Yeah, so it's all it's all about the trainers. Did you wear yellow trainers on your first day at Dumbarton? Uh, I think if I wore yellow trainers, someone should have just chased me all the way back up Great Western Road. I think that is a no. Right, 01419511025. Good time to get your calls in. We could be speaking to you next, and I've got a very topical teaser for you as well. 
taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141 951 1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Jim Duffy's here. Hugh Evans is. He's with us in spirit Not physically He's in the man cave uh, Somewhere in a leafy Glasgow suburb It's freezing Hope you've got the heating on Hugh It's absolutely Baltic this evening Well let me give you the update On the Mm. weather forecast Uh I'm just watching a pizza delivery man Who cannot get up to the top of our street To turn Make a a right turn to deliver his pizza So he's abandoned the car Outside our window And he's gone off Walking up the hill To deliver the pizza So that's how bad the roads are It's not for you is it? (laughs) No No I'm expecting far better than that <laughs> I've got visions of Hugh dangling the fishing rod out the, the window Just to try and yeah. get the pizza brought up That is, It's treacherous if you're out there Sure um, not like it, the wine will be too chilled for him uh, look, look after yourselves if you are um, having to go out and about Actually I know it's a different shaped ball But just along mm. the road Glasgow Warriors against Edinburgh Rugby um, Has just been postponed um, now just I'm looking at it quickly I think that was due to kick off In about 10 minutes mm. And it's just been postponed Due to a frozen pitch Now you'll know That that is an artificial surface there At Scottsdale mm. I think isn't it Yeah And um, But Jim There gets to a point Where it's just too cold Yeah but I'm just still Surprised that I mean I know there's no fans But they, I'm presuming the game's Maybe on TV And that's how they've tried To get it on But I don't think it would have uh, taken Sean Batty To tell you that the weather forecast Tonight was not conducive To, to playing outdoor sport Okay, let's uh, go back to the phone Finlay is in Mulgai We'll speak to him in just a second Uh, Got a teaser for you And very topical You'll like this It's been sent in by Stephen in Motherwell And you can see the thinking here Because he says Graham Alexander has 40 Scotland caps But never played here Can you name the six players With more Scotland caps Who've also never played up here So I'll read that again Graham Alexander has 40 Scotland caps But never played up here can you name six players with more caps than that who also have never played here? Hugh Keevens? Now, are we talking about all time? Yeah. Um, yeah, pretty much. Don't Bruce don't Rioch. don't produce something from the eighteen hundreds. Bruce Rioch? Uh, no. Gordon, I, I, I know Gordon McQueen was at St Man, but did he play in the first team? Uh, he's not on the list. Gordon McQueen. Yeah. Um, oh, let me think. Jim Holton? Nope. Dennis Law Yes Well done Dennis Law is on there Yep Any more? I think six players I think So more than 40 caps essentially Mm -hmm. Uh, Never played up here No? Willie Donachie? No Alright I'll give you some thinking time Bruce Reek's got 24 caps Hugh That will be why Mm -hmm. Um and do you know what Usually when if, if this scenario was to play With any of the other pundits I'd be nervous Because I think Oh he's not here He's at home <laughs> He could just google this And cheat <laughs> Trust me He's no good It will be it, it will be Easter <laughs> He's asking the pizza man It will be Easter Before he could manage To google the answers to this So we're fine Right Finlay Rangers fan From Mungai What's on your mind tonight? Evening guys How are we tonight? Good Hi, how are you? Mate. You alright? Aye, no bad, we've had cold, but it's alright You're not delivering pizzas in Mulgai, are you? No, no, I don't have pizzas tonight, no Carry on <laughs> um, It's just to see your thoughts on We were talking, early, we were talking earlier on about the, the Rangers midfield mm-hmm. How some fans were coming on and saying about How the midfield can be a wee bit weak sometimes And it's ball players like Aribo um, Davis, Kamara They're basically mm-hmm. footballers my opinion, as we all have got anyway, how does Rangers no bring in a guy with a bit of dig like 
a Graham Soonis A Terry Hurlock Well they're not easy can to find I was going to say guy. Can you name one Finlay? Eh? Can you name one? Well I'm sure there's a few in the English Championship <laughs> Not that I can name But I'm sure there's a few down there it's just a matter of opinion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, again, I think I think the game has changed. I, I don't think that these type of players are around at all. Uh, you know, and if they are, um, there's they're certainly certainly um, you know no not that someone I'm aware of. There are competitive players, of course, they are the more defensive minded players. Um, but in terms of that kind of physical aggression, intimidating uh, player. Um, you know, I, I don't think these type of players, and I think the game's moved on where you know midfield players now have to be you know technically very good. Don't get me wrong, Soonis was a phenomenal player anyway, but um, just out of curiosity, is he one of the players that's on that uh, quiz over forty um, caps never played in Scotland? Um, played here, didn't oh, did he? he? All right, okay. Mm. So um, oh, obviously we're Rangers later on, but yeah. that's right. Um, but just in term, terms of the, the, the style of player I, 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 just, right. I just think that that's, that's something that's it's, it's not able to play these days because you're not allowed to be overly aggressive Finlay let me ask you do, do you really, is this something that Rangers really need I mean they've not lost all season they've got 62 points in the league I, I think Glenn Kamara probably does get stuck in as does Stephen Davis are we, are we at risk of nitpicking a little bit well it goes back to the scenario of injuries Mm. You've got to, I'm sure you've got to have somebody in the middle of the park to grab a game. A game, sorry, with the scruff of the neck. Yeah, and, and, and Hugh, that in itself, in isolation, that statement's true. But I can imagine loads of Rangers fans saying, "Well, our midfielders do grab games by the scruff of the neck in a different way." With the, the greatest respect to Finlay and the other Rangers fans who've come on tonight, I think nitpicking where the Rangers side is concerned. This is a side who had one sloppy night in Paisley and it cost them a place in the Betfred Cup. This is a side who are into the knockout stages of the Europa League. This is not a side who are bullied by anyone, intimidated by anyone, who hardly lose any goals at all. I don't think they've lost five goals yet in terms of the league this season. So I think it is five think, on the nose. Well, I think this question is largely mythology. I understand the concern the Rangers fans have. They want this title over the line, arithmetically theirs. I understand all that. But we're talking tonight as if Rangers are st- deeply flawed in some way. I, I don't. One night in Paisley apart, I don't know what anyone's talking about. He thinks you're a hard man to please, Finlay. <laughs> the one night in Paisley didn't really bother me because where we are sitting just now, I'm happy with that. And I'm happy that they're still in Europe. But it was just a wee voice of opinion about if we thought Rangers would need a wee bit of a mare dig in the middle of the park, that was all. Yeah, listen, I understand it, Jim. It's just that it do, there's not been many times where you'd really think that it's it's a gaping problem. I mean, Finlay mentions Europe, all the different challenges that come up in Europe. And I know we're talking very short term because there's no Arfield or Jack, but within, say, two weeks, Jack will be available. Within five, they'll both be available. No, listen, I'm with Finlay in the, in the terms of, you know, it'd be brilliant if you've got someone like that. You know, if you if you go to, say, Pataudry, which they will, will, will do, obviously, in Sunday Rangers, and you're, you know, you're one nothing up and it's a real physical, demanding game, and Aberdeen are knocking it up to the two strikers, and you've got to battle. Yeah, in an ideal world, you get someone that's six foot plus physical presence to sit in front of your two centre-backs and give you that protection, see the game out. 
um, whereas Stephen Davis is a totally different type of player. Um, so I get, I get, um, you know, the argument for for that style of player. I'm just saying it is more difficult now to have that style of player playing because just because the the way the game is developed. But I, I agree in principle that. It's certainly a good option to have available to you if 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 ever player like that is 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 around. Finley, take care. Deliver them those pizzas tonight. That was Finley uh, from Ogai. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Let's hear from Derek McInnes, who will take on Rangers as Aberdeen boss this weekend. You need a lot of things to go your way. You've got to bring a complete performance in and out of possession, and you've got to stop a lot of good players having an effect in the game. But listen, we've got to concentrate on our performance. If we can get our boys. Performing what they're capable of, then we're a tough team to play against, and and uh, that's what I want us to be. Every game we play, I want us to be tough to play against. I think if we've played the clean sheets of late, defensively we've been pretty sound as a team. Um, we're still looking to be better in the opposition box. But hopefully, we've got to say we've got um, Sam Cosgrove, a, a proven striker at this level, over the last couple of seasons scoring goals. Curtis Bain. We've got other um, good ball players, cat ball carriers. Players that can affect the game Getting Scott right back Into things is good Jim Aberdeen's Standards in recent seasons That they've set Have got them to a place where Their disappointments Tend to come in the form of draws You know It's very rare that they would have They, they get beat actually In the league or, or you know Suffer really embarrassing defeats Or whatever If you take recently So I'm sure the fans were very frustrated At a 0-0 mm-hmm. home draw Against Dundee United They drew on the road um, At Fir Park They drew On the road um, in Paisley mm-hmm. But in terms of League defeats The last one Came mm-hmm. at Ibrox In November The one before that Came On the 20th of September That day that Mother Went up there And it was mm-hmm. I'm not going to say It was a freak result I wouldn't no. take it away From the steel <laughs> men Like that But you know it, it, They kind of fell apart Early on So they don't tend To lose many Many league games Yeah it's a, it's a Difficult one for Derek McInnes I think when you're At a club so long You know People almost kind of get fed up, you know, um, listening to you at times. And it's unfair because, you know, everyone was waxing lyrical about Hibernian and, you know, the the, the, the performance levels this year. Uh, but Aberdeen were ahead of them up till last week. You know, it's still, still ahead of them. But, but, you know, but Derek McKenna seems to get a bit more criticism. And I don't know if it's because they're not a free-flowing, you know, pleasant mm-hmm. in the eye all the time. But the one thing he consistently gets is results, and they and they're always in that you know top end of the league, always challenging for European place. Yeah, they need more silverware. I get that, but in terms of you can compare them with other clubs, you know, like listen, Hearts are a huge club are in the Championship just now. I mean, Derek McInnes is always challenging for top four minimum. And uh, I think that that has to be something that uh, you know people should appreciate a little bit more. And unfortunately for Derek, I think because he's been there, uh, you know, I can say a time now, you know, I think he's more in line for criticism than praise. Yeah, the race for third will be a good one uh, this season. Um, and if you look at the, the moment, Aberdeen now three points ahead of Hibs and with two games in hand. In fact, they're only four points behind Celtic, and Celtic have one game in hand over Aberdeen. So Pataudry, the venue for the big game. On Sunday Let's bring in William Who's a Celtic fan See what he's got for us Hi William Hello good evening guys How you oh, doing? Yeah, all good here What's your point tonight? Uh, it's just to talk about uh, Celtic And uh, the transfer market mm-hmm. uh, I've spoken to Jim before When Benkovic came in mm-hmm. And uh, it's about a left sided centre half mm-hmm. I mean when you look at The Celtic players That are, are played there They don't look comfortable Even higher You can see the difference When it goes on the right hand side mm-hmm. Rather than the left hand side mm-hmm. 
So I know Jim talks about that it doesn't really matter. I think when Benkovic came in, his first game was against St Mirren, and he looked uncomfortable going on to his right peg uh, and opening up his body, going on to the left side. So, And if you look at Beaton and you look at Duffy, all these guys are uncomfortable on that side for me. And for me, you need a, you need a natural left side. You'd maybe a Charlie Mulgrew type uh, on that side because I think when you look at the centre-halves that are there, and you can see the difference when Ayer goes to the right-hand side. You can see the difference in his game. When he plays on the left-hand side, he's not as effective mm-hmm. if you're playing a three mm-hmm. or a two. So mm-hmm. I, I think it's definitely a, left, a left-sided uh, centre-half Celtic need with Julian being out. It'd probably be maybe a guy on loan. It'd probably not be a guy... Uh, so that's why I think Deccan Gallagher probably wouldn't have, wouldn't have suit Celtic. I think Mer Constantine for Aberdeen would, would suit uh, Celtic, but I don't see his going for him. So uh, I don't know. What, I don't know what Jim thinks. Yeah, let's put it to Jim. Yeah, well, obviously Andy Constantine came into the Scotland set up there just at thirty-three years of age. I think he has somewhere about that, and uh, again. Did very well, and you're, you, you know, I, I think a, a season or so ago, or maybe eighteen months ago, Celtic were interested in McGregor, um, so uh, McKenna. McKenna, sorry, um, you know Scott McKenna, Aberdeen who's left sided, uh, and I agree in principle that um, you know that that I in particular looks a lot more comfortable on the right hand side because when he breaks forward, yeah, he can link up the play and he's not checking back on his his favoured right foot. Uh, and Celtic don't have a natural left-sided player. I, I think from a defensive point of view, it doesn't really impact that much uh, because you get the balance right. But coming out from defence, open up the game. Yeah, you get that big switch of play. If, you've, if you're left-footed, you can hit those switches of play uh, and you can do it quicker or you can fade that ball into the, the strikers and, and down the sides. Um, uh, you know, it's, it's certainly quicker, and I think if teams are up against you, that that movement can open teams up. So I do agree to that extent, uh, as I said. But again, they're not they're, they're not as common left sided um, defenders, um, centre backs in particular, um, around. Um, but it's kind of strange because if you look at Rangers, will be the best defensive record. Although Hollander uh, is left sided and comes in, he's not. An automatic choice. Uh, you've had goals in, in Balogun, in Balogun uh, Katic before that, and Rangers are very, very strong defensively. So it, it's not the perfect answer, but I do agree that it, it can open the game up quicker. And and you know the the, the biggest thing I agree with is that Christopher Ayer is definitely a lot more comfortable on the right. Uh, Hugh, I'm not sure you ever get. Um, the, I'm not sure the pressure's ever off a club like Celtic when you're trying to sign players. But will there be an added pressure and an added focus on? These January recruits Because of the criticism That Duffy And Barkas And Klamala And Ayeti Etc Have had I'm not sure There will be That many January recruits Because let me put uh, A scenario to you Gordon If Celtic Were to drop anything To Hibs On Monday night uh, And Rangers Had uh, A 22 point lead If Celtic lost uh, Would there be any point In bringing in players who may be playing for another manager at the start Mm. of next season. Uh, I just think that Celtic will wait until late in the window to see if late in the window there is a realistic prospect of still talking about 10 in a row. Because if arithmetically there's no prospect of talking about 10 in a row, why would you spend... What do you think about that, William? 
I think probably a loan signing. I don't. I, I, I can see. I can see where he's coming from. I can see that it's not. I don't think it's about spending money whether Neil Lennon stays or goes. I think it's probably about. It's probably about uh, seeing seeing the season through with Julian out the side. I think. I think you've got to. I think there's definitely a centre. You need a centre half, and you know where. Doesn't matter whether you, you you go for the ten or you don't go for the ten. You still need a centre half. Yeah, because Julian's you know, out. Because Julian's yeah. out. So I, I, the bigger question that you're talking about there, whether the the, the manager goes or leaves or stays, uh, to me, to, to me, he's just won the treble. You know. So I I still think I still if we can get to I still think if we can get to the the split. We could get to the split and anything can happen, you know, but that's just, I think it's probably dangerous to lose, you know, but the way I would look at it is, are you going to build, are you going to start building from now? Uh, or with the manager in charge that you've got, or uh, you've got to look at it, I think you've got to look at it and say to yourself, you're going to start building from now to next future. season. Yeah, that's a good question. I'm sure we'll find out in the next couple of weeks. Thank you, William, uh, who's on the line. We'll have to leave it there for now. How are you two getting on with this teaser? Uh, we're looking for the six players who've got more Scotland caps than Graham Alexander's 40, but who, like him, have never played up here. I did say that there's no chance Hugh would manage to Google this. And Dan, one of our producers, sent me a message to say, uh, yeah, Hugh phoned him the other day to Google something on his behalf. <laughs> so we're safe on the cheating front. Have you got any yeah. off the top of your head, Hugh? Uh, uh, Billy Bremner. Yes, mm. Billy Bremner, Jim Duffy. Yeah. Dan Fletcher. Yes, you're halfway there. Three down, three to go. Mm. We'll get them next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141 Clyde One Super Scoreboard right, We're on the home stretch tonight Jim Duffy and Hugh Keevens are here They've had a couple of minutes to put their heads together on this teaser Now if you're new to the concept We do this full time teaser every night in the second hour And the beauty of it is You send the questions in to us And we try and catch the pundits out And see if they can come up with the answers So if that sounds up your street and you weren't involved 0141 no, you don't phone it, that's a lie You send it to us fulltime at Clyde1.com You e phone it if you like, by the way But we'd prefer it if you emailed fulltime at Clyde1.com Fulltime at Clyde1.com That's what Stephen did tonight And he's looking for, it's very topical as well They don't have to be as topical But on the subject of Graham Alexander coming to Motherwell He's got 40 Scotland caps But can you name the six players who've got more than that But like him, have never played up here So the guys are doing okay They've got Darren Fletcher, Dennis Law and Billy Bremner, Jim, during the break, what did you get? Uh, I think it's going back into the, uh, the days of the, the 70s and stuff like that as well. I, I mm -hmm. think uh, Asa Hartford. Well done, Hugh. Anything during the break? Peter Lorimer? Nope. Uh, Eddie Gray? 12 Scotland caps, would you believe? Oh. John Robertson? No. All right, we'll leave it there. I'll give you some more thinking time. The Scottish Cup weekend uh, starts tonight. Queen's Park against Queen of the South. This is going to be one of the worst weekends I would imagine, Jim, for, for ties being off. It doesn't look like mm -hmm. any ties really are surviving. This one's at Hamden, so that's mm -hmm. going to go ahead. I think Allah is on. There's going to be a few in real trouble. Uh, you've got to feel sorry for the poor dafty that they've wheeled out to help host the Scottish Cup mm -hmm. draw on Sunday morning because it's going to be either or, either or, either or, either or. And that's me, by the way. I was just going to say, who could that be, Gordon? You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, yeah you're, you're certainly going to have your hands full uh, at the weekend. I, I don't know if you've noticed, so... 
Remember We read out in last week's show So Brora and Camelon For instance They they still haven't played Their tie from the previous round So mm-hmm. they were supposed to be playing The winner Was supposed to play Hearts This weekend mm-hmm. But Brora and Camelon Haven't played yet mm-hmm. So they certainly can't play Hearts <laughs> um, And it's Well that's January in Scotland I guess Yeah but we've got television football tonight We've got Queen's Park against Queen of the South Yeah, you'll see if this game manages to finish The the pitch certainly looks uh, a little bit rough uh, As we as we look at the screens But uh, the biggest problem is It's not that we cover in a slight cover in the snow It's more whether it freezes up Because the, the temperature, is, is I think As Hugh has mm. just told us With his pizza delivery um, is, is dropping by the second I assumed that because this was Hamden They would have the undersoil heating on And that's what's allowed the game to go ahead I kind of stand by that But I'm now looking at the pitch And it does still look quite frosty I wonder if it's because It's Queen's Park They say you can get it on For half an hour If it's Scotland (laughs) You get it on all day Uh, But Queen's Park Can get it on half an hour But the game's going ahead anyway Right um, Hugh's standing by To take this next call Dominic Is calling from Rutherglen What have you got for us Dominic? Hi panel Thanks for having me Um, It was just to see If I could have your thoughts On Odson Edward Mm -hmm. Um, Just with being The January transfer window Obviously rumours fly about As they do every season um, it was just to see if you think has he, has he done enough to merit a big time move the way maybe Moussa Dembele did or is he worth the figures that are flying about I mean for me personally Griffiths is the first name in the team sheet for me every week before him I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm, I'm definitely a fan of Edward but I just think Griffiths has got more to offer he excites me more and I, don't, I just don't know if, he's, if he merits the, the rumours that fly about at this time of year You At some point Celtic will have to cash in where Watson Edward is concerned. Celtic, like every other club, have been financially damaged by COVID-19, by fans not being allowed into grounds. The loss of revenue is colossal. Uh, and I think that Celtic have to cash in on Edward. And again, to go back to that late January scenario, if Celtic were out of it with regard to the winning of the league title and they could still sell Edward before the end of the January window, I think they could be tempted. I read that he has gone to uh, a major uh, sports agency uh, who would have an eye on a big move for him. Uh, I don't think he is the £30 million player that Celtic thought they could get for him. I think his value has depreciated slightly. But I think if Celtic are out of contention Last week in January I think they could be tempted To sell him now Jim Dominic doesn't think He's Doesn't think he's ahead Of, of Lee Griffiths in, the, in his sort of Pecking order mm-hmm. um, And is, is questioning Whether he He justifies Certain price tags What, what would your take be? Yeah I mean If you're looking at um, The last You know Couple of months um, He's certainly not Been anywhere near The player he was last year Last year's player of the year And, and rightfully so um, a terrific talent, but I think I think teams who are interested will look beyond that. Yeah. I think they'll look at the potential. They'll look at his overall quality. He's look at his link up play. He's a modern day striker. He can drop into those little pockets. He can draw defenders towards him. He creates space for the wide players coming in. So I think he's a, 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 a an intelligent footballer, and I think that would suit an awful lot of teams just now. So I don't I don't think they'd be short of people interested in him. Obviously, depending on uh, the value the Celtic have set for him. But Lee Griffiths is a different type of player. Lee Griffiths is you know just comes alive in the last sort of twenty five thirty yards. Um, Again, for the last couple of years, he's never managed to, to, to knuckle down a regular first team place. He's had injury problems, obviously, the other uh, personal issues. 
So really, unless all of that side of it gets gets uh, you know really up to speed. I don't see him being ahead of uh, Odin Edward. I mean, he's, Edward's scoring at a rate of one and two this mm. season, which for a guy mm. who supposedly miles out of form is not, not too bad at all. Dominic, I, I know that was your own sort of personal take on it, but I mean, evidence would tell you Neil Lennon certainly doesn't have Lee Griffiths anywhere near him in the in the pecking order, does he? Do you think your fellow Celtic fans would place Lee Griffiths above Edward in the, the pecking order? No, probably not. I, ju- I just think Lee Griffiths is more of a naturally born gifted football player than Edward. I think he's got more to offer. To, I mean, to, from dead ball situations to, I mean, you name it. I, I just think Griffiths has got more about him and more to offer than Edward. And I just think Celtic are expecting another Moussa Dembele type move and I, I just don't see it coming. It's a big shout, Dominic. That is a big shout. I don't mind it. You've come on. You're trying to back it up. That's fine. Not not up to me to disagree, but Jim, there's a... that, that That's... That's bold Yeah I don't, think be, that? I don't think That would have been The majority of Celtic fans View Listen he's, You know Lee Griffiths Is a fantastic player I'm not de- denying that But if You know let, 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 Let's be let, Let's be straight here If you put The two players up For transfer You know And you said right They're going to move To a high profile club um, You know Odds and Edward is, is going to be there For you know Many many clubs And Lee Griffiths Isn't um, so that's just a fact Even though Griffiths Listen Griffiths' record for Celtic is, is outstanding as well And again in recent weeks When Celtic have needed someone um, You know to come up with the goods He's come up with it As I said I'm a big fan of Lee Griffiths as a player I think he's an outstanding player But but if you're talking about assets Then Odson Edward is definitely The most valuable asset Celtic have At this moment in time What about incoming Dominic Are you expecting much Incoming business during January? Nah, not really, to be yeah. honest. Um, can, I, can I just say, but, but um, I'm not actually, I, I'm a fan of Edward, mm-hmm. maybe it doesn't sound like it, but <laughs> that's, that's, I'm definitely a big fan of Edward, of course, but I, but I just think for me, the first name in that team every week is Griffiths. Okay. No matter what, then that's no matter what formation Celtic choose to play. No problem at all, that was Dominic in Rutherglen, 01419511025 is the number. Honestly, I don't think we'll squeeze another one in, but by all means write it down, give us a call uh, tomorrow. Um, at five o'clock, Kieran says Celtic selling Edward this window either shows we're conceding the league, or it shows uh, that we need the cash. Um, Gordy says, "Can you cash in on a player who cost nine million? Which is a fair point. I mean, Celtic would be looking to go um, well above that, wouldn't you? You'd have to imagine. Uh, so that's just some also, thoughts that are... carry on, Hugh. They also uh, have to pay PSG uh, what I believe is a sizable percentage of any." Future transfer fees So They would be looking to get As much as they can For Edward uh, And you're right They they paid £9 million to get him And They have to pay PSG money as well So It'll need to be a heck of an offer But It's now or never for Edward I think This window If Celtic can't win the league It's now Okay, let's see how you can round off this teaser then It's now or never for you two Forget Odds and Edward We're looking for Another two players, you've got four So we're looking for another two players Who've got more than Graham Alexander's 40 Scotland caps But like him, they've never played up here So you've got Fletcher, Darren Fletcher, Dennis Law, Billy Bremner And Asa Hartford, any more? Don Masson? No um, I know I know he was something on But I don't know if he played first game Joe Jordan? No um, Come back even further Dave Mackay? No Ooh. John John White <laughs> Think a lot more recently Now 
thinking Graham Alexander right? There's a certain kind of There's a profile there isn't there In terms of The way he sounds Doesn't he sound like he's no. from up here yeah. either Well there's been a few of them Yeah Can you think of one Played a lot of games In the sort of Particular The the, the striking era Round then Paul Telfer No 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 A lot of games uh, Midfield player Good English Premier League career Shares his name with a Singer <laughs> That'll really help yeah, you yeah, too yeah, yeah. Uh, he'll, he'll be looking for some Tony Bennett uh, Lines <laughs> in there again um, West Brom Would be the team I'd urge oh, you to uh, think Matt about Matt Phillips No, no the, other one, um, the other one Midfield Middlesbrough and West Brom I think he's only played for those two Central mid Played loads of games under Gordon Strachan uh, I'm going to give you I'm going to give you his namesake's Pop hits in a minute I've got George Bowie Aye, looking at me through exactly. the window But the pressure's on I don't want to get them wrong uh, Right I'll just give you his initials um, Like Hugh, Hugh likes no J.M. Uh, it was Morrison James yes, Morrison James Morrison Right and the last one mm-hmm. Everton I think Everton oh, I get James Morrison. Uh, Everton Again a bit more modern Than, than some of well, That you've mentioned Full back as well Is uh, Gary Naismith Yes Gary Naismith We got there in the end Thank mm-hmm. you Hugh Speak to you tomorrow briefly Thank you Good man Hugh Keevans from the Man See Cave soon, Jim Duffy thanks for joining us And thank you to you Thank you for all your calls and tweets We're back tomorrow Bit of a disrupted weekend of football isn't it But we're here like As always 2 o'clock on a Saturday afternoon Make sure you join us uh, You can have a, a one man house party next GBX Friday's up next Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. For an unpredictable world, talk to Thompson's.com.